Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Now it's time to talk a little golf with our favorite. It's our golf expert and the host with gol- of Golf with Jay Delsing. It is Jay Delsing who's joining us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Good morning, Jay. How's your Friday so far? Uh, just, you know, hoping it rains a little more, Michelle, so we can never play golf. You know, it's just been crazy. We need a domed golf course somewhere, guys. Yes, we do. Actually, that's a great idea, Jay, and I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. I know. I, we got to start saving some money, Michelle. It, it, might, it might be a little pricey. I yeah, could no see doubt. one with your name on it. That would have a ring to it. Yeah. The dome, uh, the Delsing? Do- Delsing's dome? <laughs> I like it, Jay. I like it. Hey, and I wanted, hey, Jr. the book you wrote on Bernie Federko, for folks that don't know, they got to get it. Plus, Bernie being just such a great human, that was a great book, man. I loved it. Hey, I appreciate it, Jay. And Michelle, a quick story about that. So uh, a couple years I spent going out to Bernie's house and interviewing him for this book. And, and Jay and Bernie are great friends. And so I would be up to my gills and we got to get this going. I got to do a bunch of interviews. I got to write the book. We got to work on it today. And I'd get out to Bernie's house and he'd say, hey, you want to go to lunch with Jay? <laughs> <laughs> so he'd spend we the next four hours. <laughs> so it was great to go to lunch with you, Jay, but uh, we didn't get much done on the book. I love yeah, it. I kind of I, I delayed well, you got it done eventually, and it is outstanding. Everyone needs to check out that book on Bernie Federko that JR wrote. Well, Jay, we love getting some listener questions in for you, especially now that it's getting warmer, and hopefully this rain does eventually subside. People are wanting to work on their golf game, like this one from the 314 that wants to know, Jay, what is the best beginning golf course in the area for someone who's played before but is still learning? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, what, you want to go someplace. I, I think um, you want to try to go to uh, one of the public courses. I think um, it's going to hold the price down. And I think more importantly um, on that question is when you go. You know, because if you're intimidated, your game is not quite where you want it to be, you're not quite sure of the etiquette and things like that, don't show up at 9 or 10 o'clock on a Saturday or Sunday because it'll be right in the, the hustle and bustle of the, of the golf course. It'll be very crowded. It'll it, go more towards the afternoon. You know, uh, call the golf shop and ask them, hey, you know, what, what's the tee sheet looking like if I come, out, come around at 2 or 2.30 or something like that? Because still, you'll still have enough daylight to get um, your entire round in. But you don't want that pressure of all these people um, watching you or necessarily – you know, a whole bunch of folks waiting on you behind, you know, because because your game might not be too good. It's 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 um, more of a, a, a thought of, you know, what time you go. But Ambrier and Aberdeen are two of my favorite um, public courses, as well as Gateway National. So if you call those guys, um, the, the golf pros out there are fantastic. They'll, they'll work with you. How about this one, Jay, from the 314? What's your reaction to Sergio Garcia's comments about how he can't wait until he doesn't have to play on the PGA Tour anymore? Go home. <laughs> Just go on home. We don't, I mean, this tour is much bigger than, 
you know, this this kid has just he, he he's killed me ever since he's come over. He he uh, is a great player, and but man, I mean, I, I know some of the things that he's done. He's won it, you know, courtesy cars for his father. He's you know, it's just like give us a break, dude. You, you hit your ball, and did you see what happened, Michelle? He hit his ball in weeds that were waist high. I mean, not only are you not going to find your ball, you're not going to find your bag or your caddy over there. There's no chance of finding this ball. And he had three minutes to look for it, which is no time at all. And he's, you know, bitching because um, the, the the official is calling him out and saying, uh, your time's over for the search of your ball. It's got to be lost. And all of those comments, I'm like, just go on home, man. We got we got other players that <laughs> are going to appreciate this tour a hell of a lot more than you are. Jay, we got another one here. Uh, the person asked, what is the best way to improve my inside 100-yard approach shot? Yeah, so that's where, you know, that's your, your wedge game, and you, you've you got to really kind of get those things dialed in to, to lower your handicap. I tell everybody the low, the quickest way to, to lower your scores and to, to lower your handicap and to be a better golfer is to go from the green out. And so what I would say to them is work on your putting and try to eliminate three putts. If you can eliminate three putts, you're going to save four, five, six strokes every single time you go in. And, and the best way to eliminate those, you guys, is to quit putting from such long distances. So if you can dial in some of those wedges, the first thing that I would tell everybody is pay attention to your ball position. For your wedges, those ball positions for right-handed golfers need to go more towards your right foot and back in your stance a little bit. And then the biggest thing is trying to control those distances. I mean, if you take a swing with your 60-degree wedge, for example, the same swing that you take with your driver, we're going to have some problems, you know, because you, you don't need that much power. Think of it this way. The closer you get towards the hole, the more precise we want, the less power, the more precision we want. So we don't need quite as big a swing, so we need a little more control. More control. That's what we're all looking for, Jay. Absolutely. How about this one from the 636? I'm struggling hitting irons, Jay. I was curious if there was a course drill that could help me. Well, you know what? The, the biggest thing is you got to check your ball position. you got to figure out where the, the ball is in relation to your stance and in relation to your hand position. So the hand position needs to be slightly in front of the ball. Typically for guys that are struggling with their irons, they need to get the ball more towards the center of their stance. Usually it creeps way too far forward, and so they're just hitting it at the wrong point in their swing. So get the ball back in your stance a little bit and check out where you're aiming. Make sure that your your knees, hips, and shoulders are kind of stacked on top of each other and that you're aiming parallel to whatever your target is. Final question, Jay, that's coming from the 616. One-on-one, who would win, you or Darren Pang? <laughs> oh man i'll tell you a quick story about that that's please do I love panger and panger loves golf more than probably the three of us combined you guys and he's he's really a good player but we were doing an, uh, an outing at uh enterprise um for enterprise out of boone valley a few years ago and the round was over and one of the cool things that they do is they host these little little mini events for the spectators after the um after the, the round so there's a the longest putt competition and things like that. So we may or may not have a, a cocktail in our hands and we're just sitting there with our group and we're, we're, you know, we're, we're throwing a few barbs out there, chirping a little bit, having fun. And, and Panger comes up and one of the things they have out there guys is a floating green. So it's out in the middle of the, the pond and it's, I think they said it's an eight foot area. And, um, 
so Panger was uh, was was getting at me a little bit, and he said, "All right, me and you, big boy, we'll have a, a contest to see who can hit this green." And I said, "No problem. What's it for?" And he said, "For twenty bucks." And I said, "Let's go." And he goes, "Where's your clubs?" I go, "I don't need them." And I said, "I'll just use your wedge." And so he hit it out there, and he missed, and I hit it, and I said, "Panger, at twenty dollars." And he just gave it to me. I said, I don't know if I'm gonna where I'm gonna spend it, but I'll be thinking of you when I do. Wow. It's, it's, you know what? We just we just play I've played a lot more golf than he has over the years. And if it when it comes down to skating, um Bernie Federico told me that I'm a sixty handicap on the ice. And I said sixty <laughs> and he said, Yeah, you can only stop one way and I go, Is that important? I mean, how important is stopping in hockey? Yeah, I great mean, come question. on. I love that Jay. When you asked him, could he beat Panger? He starts out the answer by saying, "You know what? Panger loves the game." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to throw Panger completely under the bus, but yeah, I can take Panger down. Even at my at my advancing age here, and my game is still in a timeout from last year's Ascension Charity Classic, I, I, I can I can handle Panger. You've still got it, Jay. Absolutely. Well, what's coming up on Golf with Jay Delsing this Sunday at nine a.m. Michelle, I have Tom Watson. Wow, we get so cool. Yeah, eight-time. Uh, I know eight-time ma- major champion. I mean, Jr. Do you ever get nervous when you do interviews? All the time. I, I've got to interview some of these guys. I'm like, damn, I should be really nervous with with, with this interview. Tom Watson, a fellow Missourian, and just a you know, there's something about Tom Watson that he's kind of gruff and he's he's rough and and kind of tumble, but he's also really principled. And, and getting to talk to him about some of the things, um, we talked off the air, unfortunately, about Phil Mickelson a little bit. You know, years ago, guys, Phil Mickelson went public and when he had a problem when Tom Watson was the captain of the Ryder Cup. And instead of going in the back room, and, you know, maybe punches would have been thrown. Who the hell knows? But he, he, he had a very different opinion about the way the Ryder Cup should have gone. And he just went straight to the media. And I talked to Tom about that. He goes, it's still disappointing to me, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that that Phil went the way he did. But then if you look and see why Phil's kind of gotten himself in trouble, maybe it makes sense. But it's a fun interview, guys. Really fun. Well, I can't wait to listen. Tom Watson and Jay Delsing, Golf with Jay Delsing, this Sunday, 9 a.m. We're all going to be tuned in to that one, Jay. Thanks so much, as always, for joining us and answering all of our listener questions. And we can't wait to talk to you next Friday. Have a, have a great weekend. Love it, guys. Come on, let's go, Blues. We need some D-men to get healthy real fast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Good to talk to you. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Jay. Take care, guys. That is Jay Delsing. Tom Watson, Jay Delsing. I'm always tuned into that show, JR, but that is not a conversation that I'm going to miss Sunday, 9 a.m. Be a great interview. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. 
And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.